tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Hello, good evening, and welcome to our front. Tonight, the fate of Alan John Koje Chermatin as he withdraws from perhaps the most important race to determine who leads the MPP into the next election. We'll be delving into that with the man who predicted how Alan Chermatin and others were going to fare in the just ended election. Not long ago, he was predicted as the man tipped to be the next president of this republic. And, of course, the flyer of the new patriotic party first. That prediction was because way back in 2007, he had always been a leading one. And the one who was number two to President Nanado Danko Ekufuado. But it appears things are changing now. The man just dropped out of the race that will determine who becomes the MPP's flag bearer. We will be delving into why he did so, what are the repercussions of such a decision, and the questions he's been raising within the party. Are they truly legitimate? Of course, we've heard from Boache Jaco. We also heard from some other people who have raised concerns about what's happening within the new patriotic party. The elections committee are today be also speaking about this matter. They have a committee that's already working on this. The party has admitted Alan Chabanti is no longer running and is investigating the matters that he had raised. Tonight also, a former chief of staff will be my guest. The conversation will hang around what is the fate of the MPP. Alan has raised a very critical question. How did the MPP get to the point that violence and other issues are plaguing this party as we speak? But first, let's go and be joined by an excellent man of extraordinary political competence and journalism. Ben Epson is the man who told everybody in this country that Alan Chemantin will come in third. In this particular race, Uncle Ben, you're welcome to Upfront. I hope you are doing well this evening. Thank you very much, and good evening to our viewers. Yes, I'm good. Now, the first question is because you got it right. It's undisputed. You, I don't know how you did it, but some, by some, I mean, work decided or told the people in this republic that Alan will come in number three. You gave it the order, and it was properly rank ordered in the survey you had actually put out there. Now, 
let's understand this. Was it so obvious from the beginning that this was going to be the out turn? Thank you very much. Uh, I'm currently completing my seventh book on Ghanaian elections, uh, which will be due around early October. And I've been working for about a year on the MPP flag bearership race. Um, I hadn't done work for the superdelegates, because the superdelegates only kicked in when there were more than five aspirants. And moving towards the November 4th, the work I had been doing, I started last year around March. And by last year, March, I knew Canada Japan would be competing. And it, precisely on June 22nd, 2022, I said that Canada Japan could push Alancha Martin to third place. And by four months ago, I was firm in my mind that the top three would be Baumia, Canada Japan, and Alancha Martin. One of the main reasons that I found out, uh, and if Alan had contested November 4th, the gap would have been wider. You see, Alan Tramatin peaked uh, 15 years ago as Alan Cash, that was the nickname, when he contested Akufuado. Moving on, in the last 15 years, any delegate who is about 30, 35, let's say 30 years now, was 15 years when Alan Chamartin peaked. Mind you, Canada Japan has been a member of parliament. This is his 23rd year as a member of parliament. And he's been going around most of the congresses, uh, uh, saying to them, Yes, Baumia is not a member of parliament, but you can see that Baumia had virtually been behaving like a member of parliament over the last six years, going to funerals, weddings, and so on. So getting into this, I was in no doubt that that would be the order. Now, that sounds very interesting. I mean, this is prudent analysis you just put together. I wanted to be clear whether your conclusion that Alan will come in number three was based on a poll or a study or some form of a scientific review you are done across the country. You see, what people don't know is that doing internal polls of political parties is more difficult than national elections. In internal polls for parties, you need to identify the delegates, and then you talk to them. What I did with regards to the MPP thing was to focus on Ashanti, Eastern, Geta Accra, and Central. Ashanti and Eastern, because these are the strongholds of the NPP, and Geta Accra and Central, these are two of the three swing regions. Then, I did some polls before the election of new executives. I can tell you exclusively that 
before the poll, Baumia was about 55, 57. After the election of executives, Baumia had gone past the 60 mark. Kennedy, too, had increased after the elections, which means that these two, Baumia and Kennedy Japan, had sponsored some of their supporters to be elected as potential delegates. Alan had been constant. So moving towards November 4th, every three, four months, I was getting the same figures, one, two, three. So when the superdelegates kicked in because there were more than five aspirants, I was very sure, I'd done it for about a year and a half, that this will be the top three. I was so sure about that. Mm. So if the man complains about intimidation, and even giving the indication that, listen, this was rigged in some form right from the beginning. It was pretty obvious, but one person was actually put ahead of the race, and it ended up that way. You are saying that the indications before the election showed that delegates were tilted towards the first two, and not necessarily that the, the exact election we had had problems in it. Is that what you're saying? Yes, you see, Alan had complained about the unfortunate incidents involving some of his coordinators and uh, people being attacked. The party had decided they were going to look into it. Kennedy Japan had also complained loudly about his people being attacked and so on. There were multiple um, so, for example, Kennedy, uh, they've had, I think the MPP has had to postpone the balloting because Kennedy Japan is waiting for a verdict on the outburst and so on. So I would have thought that Alan could have perhaps asked the party that pending the outcome of the investigations you are doing, please hold on the balloting and let's see. But straight ahead, declining, um, I will not be surprised if Alan decides to contest as an independent presidential candidate on 4th December 2024. Uh, very issues he had raised are legitimate issues. Mindful of the fact that your indication was that proud to the election, Indeed, the minds of the people were not to make him number one. Yes. Yes, clearly. The other point, though, is you bringing in the element of going independent. People had actually started talking about the options on the table. You said you preferred he should have waited for the party to get to the bottom of the issues that have been raised by himself, Ken and Co. in the race in this particular end, after the last election. The main issue that people are bringing up, and let me even start from the front page of the Daily Dispatch today. It says, history repeats itself after 15 years. Alan Chemantin quits NPP again and drops out of November 4 elections. But this is not exactly factual, isn't it? 
He's not quitting the party. He's basically withdrawing from an election he feels may be shambolic. You understand um, me? If he intends to go as independent presidential candidate, he will have to resign. And uh, I can't tell you who or those I heard from. But I'll be very surprised if Alan will not contest if Alan will not contest the MPP uh, primaries. Yes, he won't contest. But uh, if you ask me to put my head on, I'm 70 percent sure that he he will be on the ballot, but as an independent presidential candidate. And you have to resign first from the party. Oh, you are Maybe it has been delayed because from the original plan that I had, uh, it was to be for him not to contest for about a week or so, so that there'll be a bit of flux, then he'll make his move. So if, and the whole of today, I've been waiting for a response from his, uh, his campaign team that he has not resigned from the party so that uh, we can do a correction that he hasn't actually resigned. But as, as I'm speaking to you now, I haven't had any reaction uh, from his team that he has not resigned. But we Maybe know he may resign later or he'll resign later, but I haven't had communication that he has not resigned from the party. We know that he has not resigned as of today because the only communication we understand he has sent to the party is on withdrawing from the November 4 elections. That's pretty clear, isn't it? Oh, yes. Uh, I think maybe my story had preempted uh, the decision to resign and go independent. As I'm saying, if his team comes that Mr. Chamartin um, is not contesting November 4th and that he has not resigned, I will do the retraction. But as I speak to you now, I haven't had any communication from Alan Chamartin's team and I have good rapport with some of the team members. I want to be, of course, maybe my story upset their plan or whatever they wanted to do. But if I receive a communication that, as I speak to you, he has not resigned yet, I will do the appropriate retraction tomorrow. Now, I want to be clear in my mind. You were, was it that you were expecting him to resign, or you are hoping that he will resign in the future? That's the clarity I'm asking for. Uh, my intel, uh, my intel was that once he indicates he has withdrawn, uh, he was supposed to have submitted the letter last night. The letter last night. That is why I put the story out. Now, maybe there was a delay, but. I was sure he was going to do it last night. He hasn't done it. And from morning till now, we've got about 15 hours 
I haven't had a reaction from some of his team members I know well that Ben, your front page is incorrect. Alan Chamartin has not resigned. I haven't heard anything from them and I've been looking out at the media outlet and I haven't heard any reaction from the team that Alan Chamartin has not resigned. So I'm sure you know where I'm coming from that I don't know if Joy has received any statement from uh, Team Alan that he hasn't resigned yet. Have you? Have you received any communication to that effect? What we have so far, Uncle Ben, is that the MPP officially writing and talking and accepting the withdrawal from the November 4, 2023 presidential primaries. Indeed, the letter says that the leadership of the New Patriotic Party hereby acknowledges the receipt of a letter dated September 5, 2023, signed by Honorable John Alan Chemantin, and the contents therein are duly noted. We note with regret Honorable Chemantin's decision to withdraw from the upcoming presidential primaries. It is worthy of note that both the Elections Committee and the Discipline Committee have initiated comprehensive investigations into the reported incidents of violations and infractions that are alleged to have occurred at various voting centers during the superdelegates election, which was held on Saturday, August 26, 2023. We wish to reassure stakeholders and the general public that the reports of the aforementioned committees will be made readily available and persons who may be found culpable of any wrongdoing will be held accountable. So this is what we have seen. What we noticed in this letter is that they have admitted receiving a letter indicating his withdrawing from the race. They find it regrettable, but they are saying they are going to work on the infractions and put out two reports from the various committees working on this. There's nothing here in detail that suggests that they have received a letter of resignation or an indication of resignation from Mr. Chairman. I hope you understand me, Uncle Ben. Well, I, I, yes, I concede that point, but isn't it odd from your angle that if a paper has written that Mr. Chamartin has resigned and after 15 hours his team has not come out that we've seen a publication that Mr. Chamartin has resigned, he has not resigned. So I'm waiting. Anytime there's a reaction from the team, Alan, that he has not resigned, because my intel was that he was going to present it overnight. That's why I did that story. But if he has not, and the whole of today, they've had the opportunity to deny that he, he has resigned or he will be resigning, I'm sure you would appreciate where I'm coming from. So... I want us to proceed. And it was interesting you brought in, and, and I want to know why you had to do that. On your front page this morning, you brought in a daily graphic reportage from far back as April 18, 2008, where it's actually had as headline, Alan quits the NPP. I mean, perhaps for background reasons, but can you give us an understanding of why this was important? Mindful of the context within which you're operating. Uh, with due respect, how old are you? Very old, I mean, many people admit and assert to that. Uh, 
No, you see, while I was in the front page yes. of 18th April. Yeah. 15 years ago. I was in the front page of 18th April, 2008. Mm. If you are 35 years, mm. at that time, you were about 20. If you are 30 years, at that time, you will be 15 years. Yeah. Even if you are you were 20 years at that time, and you are not interested in politics, you will not see what I'm talking about. So scanning the front page mm. of April 18, 2008, daily graphic, which says Alan Chamate resigns from MPP. That was a history repeats itself. So the scanning okay. was the proof that 15 years ago, this is about what happened. So that is why the scanned front page is there. I, I get your point. Now, let me explore the options on the table for Mr. Chermatin. You are absolutely sure there's a possibility of resignation. Are there other options that are being considered by the team or were being considered? And what options were on the table until, in your mind, or to your understanding, this settlement on the resignation may or might have happened? What other things were being considered? Um, I think that um, uh, Mr. Chomatin had made up his mind to leave and go solo because uh, if I'm sure he had petitioned the party that uh, can you please hold on the balloting for the positions for November 4th for at least two days so that I can have an idea what the party has done towards the complaints we made on the attack of some of our people. I'm sure that the party would have granted that. But um, declining to take part in November 4th, it fell in tandem with what I had picked up. You know, you do a story and you don't wait for the triggers. You have to be careful. Because the person who told me was sure. And I said, well, I'm sure Alan is a very senior member of the party. Uh, he may ask the party maybe for a delay because November 4th is far away. He may ask the party for a delay of 48 hours for them to conclude whatever they will do to avoid a repetition of uh, agents of candidates being attacked. And the person said, well, Ben, I can tell you for a fact that I don't think that Mr. Chiamatin will take part in November 4th. Then I had uh, my own, at the back of my own mind, I had a feeling that uh, given what happened in the superdelegates of less than a thousand people, November 4th of over 200,000. Um, the gap may be, you know, you have Bahamia and Kennedy, and there'll be a big gap. Um, that, I think, was what went through my mind when um, I realized that um, he may think, you know, if I put myself in his shoes and... Um, you know, Allah will be 69 next year. This will be his perhaps last opportunity. And then him 
losing, getting maybe 10, 15% of the 200,000 delegates. Uh, because I'm sure if Alan, as a senior member, had asked for a, a delay of 48 hours, I'm sure the party would have granted it. I, I very much would like to explore this matter with you. So I'll be glad if you could give me a few minutes to bring in former chief of staff, Kojo Mpiani, for some comments on what's been happening within the party. I'm very glad to just give me a couple of minutes so that Uncle Ben, I'll come back to you in a moment. I am bringing in the former chief of staff, uh, Mr. Kojo Mpiani. Chief, you're welcome to our front. Thank you. Thank you. Chief, I mean, you, you've done politics for a very long time. You were in the parliament of the 1979 your experiences with abbas you've been chief of staff you've been in times past very political upon and you have been rumored openly to have some support for mr Tremartin. were you disappointed when you withdrew from this particular soup uh, 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 uh race well i don't know i i, I really don't have to know why he, he he withdrew maybe he was able to explain it to me, then I will be able to give a proper comment on that. The, that, the that, reasons, Chief, he gave was that I'm, they have... I'm not talking about the reasons, that public reason. Okay. Know. So, there may be some reasons, you know, and maybe if I had the opportunity to talk to him, then in politics, the official public thinks may really may not necessarily be the real reason why uh, somebody might have taken such a decision. There may be some other reasons which the president may not wish to make public, you know, but if he meets somebody, he can confide in that person. If I know the real reason why this action, then I may be able to have a proper comment on that. I get your point. The, because the expectation was that people like you are very influential and that ideally you would have been consulted one way or the other. Uh, I, I get the impression from what you're saying that you had no idea that he was going to take this move. Uh, the, 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 some of the people closest to him were uh, gave me this information of uh, this possibility. And he arranged to meet with me on a couple of times. Unfortunately, we were not able to meet. So maybe if we have met, you might have informed me about what he intended to do and the reason for doing it. At that stage, if I had any advice, I have given my advice to him as to whether it was proper for him to do that or it wasn't right for him to do that. People are raising concerns about how the election ran. He is concerned that there was a lot of intimidation. He's also concerned that it was skewed right from the beginning to favor one person. You are a member of the national elders of the party. I presume so because I've known you to be previously. Yeah, yeah, yes. I'm a member of the Council of Elders. Yes, Brilliant. The member of the Council of Elders. Are these legitimate concerns that ought to be taken up? You see, there's, there's something, I believe there's something wrong with our party as it is now. You know, uh, you go into a competition of this nature, people have expressed interest in it. 
then you see some sort of a concerted effort of officialdom supporting one person. It's not good for any party. If the people will support, even if you are a minister of the you have your support. But when it becomes something like uh, a concerted effort to do that, you are not doing anything good for the party. I, I think that, that thing was very wrong for the party. And I'm sure the party is going to suffer in future for that. I mean, why so? The presumption is that uh, there was a general support for a certain candidate, and that was reflected across the length and breadth of the country. And that is what those who came out boldly were reflecting the views of the masses of the party. Is that why would that be a problem, sir? You see, if, if you want to talk a general support, in other countries like the U.S., you will actually see the constituency to vote for all the candidates. And the person who wins in that constituency, then the chairman or whoever is representing the constituency will go and say, this is our choice. <laughs> Something, if we really wanted to believe that we had that sort of general support, I believe that's what we should have done. Because sitting back and saying there's a general support, I didn't see it that way. I'm telling you what I think. It's wrong with the way we approach this whole exercise, which I believe will not be good for the party. What are the repercussions of... You see, if ministers of state see you leaving their jobs, following the, the vice president, that this is our candidate, and nobody is telling them they should go back and do their work. What, they, what picture is it given 20? It's showing that officials don't support him. If you get the chairman of a region, the president, the vice president goes around to campaign. Yes, it's the chairman of a region, you have to take him around. But if you take a, a, a microphone and go around asking people who do you support, don't you support it, it's good for the party. Probably the people support him, but the way you are handling it is not good for the party. Program, please. It's my concern. So do you believe the combination of these factors indeed led to what Mr. Chamantin calls skewing of the election in the direction of one candidate? I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's what he's saying. Maybe. I haven't discussed with him, so I don't know. But I'm telling you what I saw, which I think is wrong. You also... For a political party. Yes, Chief. I'm sorry, you're making a point, and I seem to have intervened needlessly. I, I, I say it again. I didn't hear you. Well. Yes, I said you were concluding a point, but I didn't get that point. You were talking about it was wrong and that the political party ought to do something. And for, forgive me, so but I didn't get they, that point. Well, I, I'm telling you what I saw, which I think is not good for a political party. What are the repercussions of engaging in this conduct? Where official the, the repercussions may be some people may be disillusioned. <laughs> At the end of the, the voting, they may have to go and vote. And I remember when when I went with the, the National Council met and took a decision to spread this election uh, across the seven regions. I attended that meeting. 
And I told them that we should act as a political party. Because if we don't take care and you form some issues, you may get what you want there. But at the end of the day, you may not achieve the ultimate. You know, look, I was at a meeting. Somebody drew the attention of the fact that under our constitution, the constitution says that the special uh, council should determine a place and a time for an election. Read the constitution. And then with the uh, secretary of the party says where he has raised a constitutional issue. So the party to advise on it. The legal advice says that, well, that is true. But there has been a precedent. So the party can act on the precedent. I had already to ask the, 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 the advisor, I'm not a lawyer. But how can we depend on only one precedent? And you said, in legal terms, yes, you can do that. And then I, I sat down, left the place. Then I said, ah, but this can't be right. After all, the, the, the president the man is referring to was wrong. So somebody is drawing attention to the fact that we did the wrong thing and we do what is right. And then we are being told that the president we should follow. And the, the way I saw a group, the people in the room, saying that we should go according to that, some of us raised issues like the cost involved, and also when there was another issue of that, instead of voting for each one, we should vote preference, five preferences, have one ballot revolver, so that you avoid having a, a, a runoff. Nobody was prepared to listen to that. If we get to that stage, we have a runoff. And then there's a runoff. And then the same council is trying to go contrary to what the constitution says. These things are not good for any party. I believe, I believe there's something wrong with our party. We need to sit down and look at is it. What a is step happening, I don't think it's good for the party. Is there a step in the right direction then that the party says two committees are currently working on the actions that happen during and after the election, that's the superdelegates elections, and will come out with their own reports? In fact, the belief from Mr. Epson is that maybe Mr. Chermantin shouldn't have withdrawn from the election, but should have waited for the outcome of the various committees before he decided to withdraw. At least it would have been clear whether the party was acting on it or not. I think he, uh, he, 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 I, I, I seem to agree with him, maybe on that basis, what, what the, 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 the committee, I, I, I'm not aware of it, the committee has been set up to look at this, as yes, I think, and let's see what the committee comes up to with. If the committee come out with decisions uh, 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 or reports, which are reasonable, then look at it. Maybe you base your decision on what the committee did. I may agree with you on that. Mm. Now, there are those who are also proposing or even indicating that Mr. Chamartin may go independent. Would it be a dangerous move or it will be a step in the right direction? I don't know. I don't know what he intends doing. So, the, I, I don't want to 
comment of but the only thing I can say on that is if it, if it goes independent, <laughs> don't let us forget that I'm sure there's some support in the party. And we drawn both away from the party. That's what uh, you bear in mind. Definitely you have some support in the party. And if it goes independent, by all means you draw some support from support of the party. You draw support away from the party. So the parties you have to look at those issues. How did they mend fences now? Who should be reaching out to Mr. Chamantin now? Who should do what? Be reaching out to Mr. Chamantin as we speak. I, I don't know. I don't know. The party, I don't know. The party have, the, the party have other people outside the, 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 the consumer group. And maybe they should ask some of them. Maybe talk to him. Find a way out of it, but I don't think what is happening is good for the party in 2024. Find a way of resolving whatever issues we have in the party. Well, I, I'm, of course, you're on the road, so I, I, I would have to thank you so much for your time this evening, Chief, and for the wonderful thoughts you shared with us. Kojun Pioni was former Chief of Staff under President John Kofo. He's also a former member of Parliament, of course, and if you have known his politics in this country, He's a very active member of the New Patriotic Party. There's a National Council of Elders, and he's one of those elders in the New Patriotic Party today. Many thanks to you, Chief. Now, I, I did tell you that I was having a conversation early on with the poster Benefson. After this break, we'll continue with that wonderful gentleman from the Daily Dispatch. You are your own person, unique, one of a kind, special. That's why you deserve everything tailored to suit your particular taste, your preference, your needs. Just like MTN Just For You. You can get customized offers tailored to who you are. Dial star 141 hash or use the MyMTN app to get to choose from a variety of offers made just for you. Hello, my name is Abeku Agri Santana. If there's anything that makes my life so easy, it is my bank. I love hanging out with my boys boys at our usual fufu joint. But even without cash, we still the chop better with EcoBank Mobile. No matter the time of day, my bank helps me stay in touch with my beautiful wife whenever she's away. And when my beautiful wife is in town, she never misses out on her favorite TV shows because I'm able to pay up all my TV subscriptions from the comfort of my mobile phone. Whenever she has to get groceries too, my bank makes it cashless and convenient. And the part my wife loves the most is when my bank makes it possible and easy for her to shop from any part of the world without moving. <laughs> Welcome to the smart world of EcoBank. Download EcoBank Mobile from Google Play Store or the App Store and discover the smart way to bank. EcoBank, the Pan-African Bank. Okay. Don't worry, darling. I won't touch your calipo, okay? Okay. Hey, Papa. Should I listen for you? It's okay, Grandma. 
Welcome back to our front. Just gone by was a conversation with former Chief of Staff Kojun Pieno on the happenings within the new patriotic party and also about the withdrawal of the man Alan John Kojun Chermatin from that flag bearership race of the NPP. And the latest development today being that the NPP decided not to do their balloting for the rest of the four who are supposed to contest the final race for who becomes flag bearer of the new patriotic party. Now, if you take it beyond Mr. Chermatin, the, of course, uh, Mr. Pierney, who have been speaking to, the very first conversation, that illuminating conversation we'll be having on this network, has been with poster Ben Epson, the boss at the Daily Dispatch, because he had a very, a very catchy headline this morning, indicating Mr. Chermantina has left the MPP, not only withdrawn from the race, he's been insisting to me that that has not changed to his understanding, because nobody within the camp of Mr. Chermatin has really gotten to him and asked for clarification. Even though we've seen the MPP statement indicating clearly that Mr. Chermatin is redrawn, they have accepted and noted that, and that there's a committee or two committees trying to fix or bring solutions to the very issues Chermatin had raised in his resignation letter, which are intimidation and issues I actually have been having conversation with Mr. Mpeni on this particular one. Let me bring the very tail end of that conversation I had with Mr. Mpeni to Ben Epson, who is still with us. Uncle Ben, I'm absolutely uh, grateful to you for staying with us on this one. There's a question, though, that appears very, very important now. You are saying the man may go independent. What are the repercussions of going independent for the party NPP? Is he going to take a block away? Some are even reminiscing a possibility of going back to 1979, where you had UNC and PFP, the Paul Willy and Vitozu blocks of the parties, going into that election, making Liman president of the Republic of Ghana. Is the MPP going to be divided? Well, let me give you uh, a bit of a background to those of your younger viewers. <laughs> who may not know who Mr. Mpienim is. My big brother, Mr. Mpienim, uh, is a leading member of the Team Alan. Mr. Mpienim was the chief of staff during Kufo's time, 2007-2008. And Alan, at that time, was referred to as the establishment candidate, just as some people are referring to Vice President Baumia as the establishment candidate. Now, the fact that you are the establishment candidate does not make you a winner. Alan was the establishment candidate, but Nana Kufado beat him. So the fact that perhaps Bamiya is the establishment candidate does not imply that Bamiya will win. That is not the implication. Two, if uh, what, hap what is happening that 
maybe if Mr. Dr. Vice President Bamiya is going to a place, the ministers, uh, regional ministers, executives will follow him. The super delegates will reflect the votes. Somebody will follow you. When the person is voting, my brother, you will not know how the person is going to vote. So I want to put that in, in context, that mm. what we are seeing now is not new. Fifteen years ago, that was what also played out. Now, moving to direct to the question you asked, um, I think that it's too early, but if Mr. Uh, Chomatin contests as independent, two things are likely to come up. If the party makes overtures, there's a postponement of the balloting. If the party makes overtures to Mr. Chermatin and his team, the party puts in place mechanisms that to many reasonable people will prevent what occurred during the superdelegates election. And Mr. Chermatin comes back, the NPP will go 2024 with the United Front. If the party makes overtures and Mr. Chamatin still insists he's not going to contest and decides to go as an independent presidential candidate 14 months to elections, those who like Mr. Chamatin will take a decision whether the NPP party has done enough to let Mr. Chamatin come back. If they decide that they've done enough and Mr. Chamatin has not come back, they will vote for whoever the MPP elects on November 4th. But if they think that the party has not done enough to let Mr. Chamatin come back, they will vote for the NPP candidate to be elected on November 4th. So the attitude of uh, supporters of Mr. Chamatin will depend on how the party reacts to Mr. solving Mr. Jamatin grievances. Mind you, some people are basically first and foremost MPP supporters, and then they support different people at any given time. Mm. I, I get that clarification on the very analysis which is likely to play out in the election going forward. I mean, to Mr. Impianin, this may have a very deliberate and huge impact on the party because Mr. Chamati may pull out a certain grouping from the party. And this is also what you've referenced. The, and you say that depending on the person's allegiance, be it to Mr. Chamati or to the party as a whole, that's likely to play out. Many say he will be considering a comeback in the future. That is, depending on how the election 2024 goes, he may not withdraw from the party, but may seek to be the flag bearer of the party after 2024. Is there a real likelihood that this is likely to happen and not he withdrawing from the party and contesting as an independent candidate? Uncle Ben. Mr. Martin will be 69 years next year. The next opportunity he will have will be getting, that is, 2027. That is when the party, whether they win or not, will start the processes. So Alan, at about 72 years, 
will be trying to make a comeback as the candidate. So uh, it will depend on a lot of things, whether at 72. Um, my new book has very interesting analysis of how people perceive a certain age that people will contest. Uh, but I'm hoping that for the sake of democracy and things, I mean, we have two strong parties, and that makes it good for our democracy because you mess up, you are going out. And my analysis of the 2020 elections is that uh, at least 30% of Ghanaian voters are swing. Mm. It is only a swing voter who will go into voting day time, vote for the candidate, parliamentary candidate of the opposition party, and vote for the presidential candidate of the ruling party. So with about 30% swing voters, you joke with your political future if you mess with them. I see. Now, I mean, there's a question, though. I know they will still be going to this election in November 4. Between Dr. Bamiya and the second candidate in the election, is there likely to be an upset from your readings, from your extraordinary competence in election prediction and posturing? Do you really think there's likely to be an upset or the winning waves are likely to carry on? Um, if you ask me two weeks to vote, I'll be able to pinpoint. Okay. But if Alan Martin stays out, that means um, his party will give a direction to who his followers should vote for. If Mr. Chamartin does not go in the, as an independent presidential candidate, uh, it is likely he may support one of the four candidates, mm. but definitely not Vice President Baumia, which is an interesting coincidence because 15 years ago, he, Alan, was, that, was in that privileged position. So if Alan does not contest as an independent presidential candidate in 2024, he may still decide to support somebody within the MPP because 2024 elections, he may have to file around middle of 2024. So he can still decide that his supporters that he's left behind, they should vote for any of the three other candidates apart from uh, uh, Dr. Baumia. So he can still have an influence on the outcome. Um, concerning, there are some people whose first choice will be let's say, Alan. Their second choice may be Baumia, not necessarily Kelly Japan. Okay. Some people, their first choice will be um, Alan. Their second choice may be Kennedy, or their second choice may be Afri Yakuto. So, yes, they will have a little bit of influence, but maybe two weeks to time, I'll be able to give an idea whether they'll be heading for a runoff or to be a first-round victory for one person. Hmm. The other point that was raised by uh, Chief Kojun Piani was that the party is on the wrong pedestal on this particular matter and that it appears that the party is not putting in the right systems 
to deal with grievances that are supposed to be dealt with the way they ought to be dealt with. Because you had referenced the happenings in 2008, when you put it side by side, of course, 2007, right from Legon and the very things that happened before that, when you put it side by side, do you think what is happening is coterminous to what happened at the time in terms of people purportedly from within government circles coming out openly support candidates ministers deciding to join the vice president on rounds as the former chief of staff has actually pointed out and also what mr chamante considers to be skewing in favor of one person do you think the same things were happening previously and so there wouldn't be so much legitimacy to talk about them now You see, 15 years ago, Mr. Chamartin was the establishment candidate. Yet he lost to Nanako Fuado. The fact that Bamiya is the establishment candidate, so to say, does not mean that Bamiya will win because he's the establishment candidate. Mm. Bamiya may have done well in the superdelegates because he had worked hard. 2007, when Alan was the establishment candidate, the results prove a point. The fact, if you are a minister, if you are a party chairman, and you are following the establishment candidate, you have one vote. Mind you, you are talking about, I don't think that there are ministers and party officials who are more than 10,000 nationwide. For this, you are talking about 200,000 people. So Alan is a living example that in 2007, when he was the establishment candidate, he did not become the flag bearer. Okay. So granted that we are right that Bahamia is the establishment candidate, there is no guarantee that he will be the flag bearer. It puts on the hard work one puts in. So, yes, I'm sure the party will want to avoid repetition of division towards 2024. The party will work, find out how they can put in measures for those who are aggrieved to feel comfortable and come on board. So, yes, Alan says he's not contesting because of A, B, C, D. I'm sure the Council of Elders may decide to meet and give themselves maybe a week or two to see what can be done to assuage the reservations of Alan and try and bring him back to take part in the balloting. It's never too late. There's enough time for that to happen. Mm. Now, I'll be asking you for your final words. And because, I mean, you, you have done a lot of work on the NPP's engagements right from the beginning. You have actually, you got a spot on when it came to the ranking of the first three in the last superdelegate election, they are preparing to go into a major one. But the ultimate aim is the 2024 election. Is it really the case that the outcome of these flag bearer elections within the MPP will affect their chances, as is being speculated, going into the 2024 election? Fourteen months to voting is a very long time. I get you. The NDC, they've elected their presidential candidate, former President John Mahama. Hmm. 
who he picks as his running mate will have an impact on his chances in 2024. For the NPP, if Dr. Baumian wins, he will have no choice but to pick his running mate from the Ashanti region. Who he picks and how the party campaigns will determine their fate in December 7th, 2024. That's a very interesting conclusion there. And I'm grateful to you, Uncle Ben, for joining us this evening. I'm also grateful to you, former Chief of Staff, Kojo Pianin, for your wonderful words you joined us with on tonight's edition of Upfront. It's still a very interesting time within the new Patriotic Party. We sure will be following and bring you the latest updates. The news is up in about two, three minutes from now. It's exactly 7 o'clock. But for now, many thanks to you for joining us on Upfront.